ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG coming through with a little Thursday night throwdown. Now, I, I noticed that speaking of Thursday night throwdowns, uh, it, it, it's all over the place. And people talking about Thursday night throwdown or Thursday throwdowns and throwdown Thursdays. Just remember, it originated right here first. All right. So without further ado, let's get into tonight's show, which is chock full of a lot of information, (laughs) a lot of uh a lot of good things, but some things that we need to discuss as a whole. But uh, we about to find out uh, who they already starting to pick the winners and the losers of NFL free agency. And I can proudly say that I can thump my chest. If you can hear that, that Washington is number two in war. And that is wins over replacement as uh, according to pro football focus and i'm feeling good about it i'm happy about it i'm happy that we're doing our thing in free agency uh but before we get into washington let's get on to the nfl as a whole when it comes to free agency now this just came down and i had to text bj a little while ago i said you know why Mitchell Trubisky agreed to a one-year contract worth two and a half million dollars with his Buffalo Bills. Uh, they went out and got Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Taiwan Jones, Daryl Williams. Uh, they re-signed Matt Milano. You know, but BJ's looking for that pass rusher. He said it doesn't mean a thing. It it doesn't mean. And let me let me, let me rephrase that because if I tell you that it does, he said it doesn't mean a thing. I'm lying. BJ said it himself. It don't mean shit if we don't sign a pass rusher. Now, that's BJ's uh, personal opinion, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. So, Buffalo, go out there and sign yourself a pass rusher. Um, He was talking about, we, we did a live on Instagram. Instagram, yes, we did live on Instagram Tuesday night for the Tuesday night flight. He was talking about uh, getting Ryan Kerrigan. He's still out there. Uh, They say Washington may re-sign him come after the draft. We'll see. Staying in the AFC East, we're going to break this down by division. We're going to go AFC East first. Uh, Dolphins signed Jacoby Brissett. Adam, they re-signed Adam Pankey. Uh, they signed Will Fuller today, one year, $10 million. Uh, who else did they get? They traded and got Isaiah Wilson from the Tennessee Titans. But now, staying in the AFC East, let's talk about the New England Patriots, who were number one in wins against replacements. So, and they were at 33. Something I believe Washington was at 30 point something, so they re signed Cam Newton. They got a two year deal, 26 million, 
with Nelson Aguilar. Uh, base salary, $11 million. Uh, they got uh, Hunter Henry, John U. Smith. They traded and got Trent Brown. Uh, now, they did lose uh, Patrick Chung the day to retirement. So, happy trails to him. Uh, who They got Matt Judon from Baltimore. Four years, $56 million. They spent some money. Signed themselves a kicker. Got themselves another safety in Jalen Mills. They are doing... The damn thing up there in New England. Uh, they are retooling for a run. Uh, New York Jets. Keelan Cole, I think, is their big signing. Uh, one year deal, five and a half million. Nothing really stands out. I mean, they need help all across the board. Moving over to the AFC North, uh, Baltimore. They re signed Pernell McPhee, uh, traded for Josh Oliver. Nothing much. Uh, Cincinnati. Hmm. They signed uh, a woozy, a woozy, a three years, 21 million. Uh, nothing much. Nothing really like, oh, Rashad Higgins three signs in Cleveland. Nothing to jump off the plate. Uh, Pittsburgh. They just re-signing players. They're, they're bringing players back, but one player that they haven't brought back is one Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, the Houston Texans, we're moving over to the AFC South. Houston Texans signed Terod Taylor. Uh, we'll get into Deshaun Watson uh, after we talk about this free agency. And I got a lot to say about that. Uh, Houston also signed Mark Ingram, one-year deal, $3 million. Andre Roberts, who I like to affectionately call Andre Dropperts. Um, Shaq Lawson, they got him in a trade with uh Miami. Mm. Vernon Hargraves resigned. Uh, they signed Desmond King. They trying to make a little move. Of course, Indianapolis resigned Marlon Mack. They got Carson Wentz. Uh, Jacksonville got Carlos Hyde. Uh, Philip Dorsett, Marvin Jones, short term deal worth seven million. Uh. They traded and got Malcolm Brown from the New Orleans Saints. Sorry, Lady C. They signed uh, Shaquille Griffin to a three-year, $44 million deal. Tennessee. Nothing to shake a stick at. Uh, they did get Bud Dupree, five-year contract worth $85 million uh, with $35 million guaranteed. And a lot of people say that uh, Bud Dupree and the Nelson Aguilar signing in uh, New England were two of the worst signings during this free agency. So, uh, Janoris Jenkins also out there in Tennessee. Uh, going to the AFC West, Delante's Broncos. Uh, they signed away Ronald Darby from here, three year, $30 million deal. Uh, I guess the price tag for him to stay here was uh, a little too much. Uh, Kansas City. Signed uh, Joe Thune. That was a uh, another um uh, uh, deal that they didn't. They say was probably one of the worst deals. Uh, Kyle Long comes out of retirement, one year, five million. Vegas Raiders, Kenyon Drake. They got they re-signed Theo Riddick. Uh, they signed John Brown. Uh, 
Zay Jones is expected to resign. Richie Incognito has come out of retirement, has the itch to play again. Uh, Quinton Jefferson signed a contract. Nothing really to shake a, a stick at. But now we look at the rate at the Chargers. I'm sorry. I see Los Angeles and immediately jumped over to the Raiders. But they're in Las Vegas now. Jared Cook signed a one-year deal, uh, $6 million. Nothing really to go shake a stick at and be like, ooh, I'm scared of the Chargers. But eh. once they fired Anthony Lynn, I care less. Um, Of course, Dallas. You give Dak Prescott the contract he's looking for. Um, You sign Ty Inseki, the rhinoceros, former Washington football team. I'm sorry, former Redskin. He wasn't here with the Washington football team. Uh, The Giants is going to sign Mike Glennon. How does this dude still have a damn job? I don't know. Uh, They also signed Devontae Booker, two-year, $6 million deal. Kyle Rudolph, and I said this online, uh, I thought we would look at Kyle Rudolph because they said they want another tight end here in Washington to stretch the field uh, to complement what we have on the outside with Scary Terry, with now Curtis Samuel, uh, Logan Thomas in the middle, and then you run that two tight end set where you got you got picking your poison, basically. But it uh, didn't seem to happen. Philadelphia Eagles ain't doing much, but they ain't going to do much during the season anyway. So, yeah, I said it. <laughs> um, my Washington football team, of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick, one year, $10. $10. I wish we could have got him for $10. $10 million deal. Uh, we re-signed Lamar Miller. I don't think Bryce Love will make it out of camp, uh, to be quite honest. Curtis Samuel, I had to go to – the midnight rider Ben and my man Keefe from the block see how they felt about it. They made me feel a little bit more at ease with this three year deal. And you know, he's a Ohio state guy. He's a teammate, former team, former college college teammate of scary Terry. Uh, we also signed William Jackson, the third to a three year deal, which I think is good. Of course we re-signed D hop, uh, just came in uh maybe about 20 minutes ago. Tyler lost Tyler Larson. I'm getting tongue-tied tonight. Uh from Carolina signed uh deal. Terms haven't been disclosed yet. We got David Mayo, linebacker formerly of the Giants. So we making some moves, making some moves. Uh looking pretty good, shaping up. Uh I would love to go get a safety, free safety, just to add some depth but some leadership back there because who's to say that uh, Landon Collins is going to be full strength once we come out of of uh, training camp. And the Midnight Rider just checked in. He said, Mayo, former fifth-round pick by the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are the Washington Panthers. I mean, shoot. Every, that's the pipeline. The pipeline to come to D.C. is you had to have gone through Carolina somehow, some way. Moving over to the AF, the NFC North, I'm sorry. Andy Dalton replaces Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago. That's like a lateral move. Uh, Allen Robinson, franchise tag. Uh, they're not doing much. Um, they signed Dion Bush. Uh, Lions, of course, got Jared, Jared Goff. They signed uh, Tim Doyle to a one-year $2.5 million 
deal. Brashad Perriman, who can't catch a cold, got a one-year, $3 million contract. Like, Brashad Perriman, Andre Roberts, I don't understand for the life of me how these dudes keep getting jobs and they can't catch. And my daughter's phone is going off. That's great. Why is your phone over here? Thank you very much. That was beautiful. Um, But I don't understand why these guys still have uh, – Still getting picked up, and you know, three million dollars ain't nothing to shake a stick at. But hell, if you want the type of production that they giving you, I can do it for a million and a half. You know, and I can give you the same production that Paramount and, and and Andre Roberts are giving you. But now you give me three million, I guarantee you, I can catch sixty. And out of those sixty, I think I can break at least four or five to the house. It'll be later in the season, but I think I can break four or five to the house. They're not really doing nothing to me, but that's just my opinion of them. Uh, Minnesota, not Minnesota. Green Bay is uh, kind of quiet. They re-signed Aaron Jones. Uh, Minnesota, mm, Patrick Peterson, that's, that's one, one year, $10 million. That's who I really wanted here uh, with uh, Jackson. So, uh, you know, I wanted to build something. NFC South, uh, quiet nothing really jumps off the page here uh except for Jameis Jameis going back to New Orleans to compete for the starting job Ty Montgomery coming back uh they signed James Hurst PJ Williams and Marcus Williams received the franchise tag Tampa Bay of course they they trying to bring everybody back they trying to do it again they re-signed Shaquille Bird they re-signed Gronk they franchise tag uh Godwin Levante David, who I was hoping hit the damn market because I wanted him here. I wanted him here, but he signed back down there. And uh, old reliable Ryan Suckup re-signed for three years, $12 million. Uh, NFC West. Now, this is where it jumps off the page for me. Lady C jumps in. Uh, interesting season for the Saints with, with Winston Hill. Yeah, but... Here's the thing. Taysom Hill, can he take the punishment of a 16-game season playing every snap? I mean, he's a Swiss Army knife. He's a Cordell. He's the white Cordell Stewart right now because he's so good at everything, you don't know where to put him. And Cordell Stewart was good at quarterback. He really was. And once he finally got a chance to show that, he flourished. I ain't going to say he had a Hall of Fame career, but he flourished for some time, you know, especially in uh, Pittsburgh. And I feel that in 95 against the Cowboys in that Super Bowl, if he would have played that Super Bowl, they would have had a better chance to beat Dallas in that Super Bowl. But good old Natty Neal throws two uh, BS picks. Cost me money in my ninth grade year. So, you know, it's all good, though. It's all good. Um, 14 years old and just, like, stressed out because I'm losing money because of this dude. Um, NFC West... AJ Green goes to Arizona. I, I when BJ posted in our group chat, I said uh, he probably played eight games, maybe six. Uh, but I'm going for the under. Um, they finalizing the trade for Rodney Hudson. Of course, you know they signed JJ Watt, uh, Andy Lee, Matt Prater. So they're trying to put something together out there. And and. Larry Fitzgerald's a free agent. He hasn't officially retired, so he may be back in Arizona. So that might be pretty pretty good to look at. Um, the Los Angeles Rams, of course, uh, 
they traded for Matthew Stafford, uh, signed Leonard Floyd, four years, $64 million contract. Uh, the Niners made Trent Williams the highest paid offensive lineman in NFL history, six year, $138 million contract, $32 million up front. Uh, pretty much that's probably what he wanted here in Washington. Uh, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not going to do it to myself. I mean, he's one of my favorite players, uh, not just as a Washington Redskin. He's one of my favorite players, period. So uh, I'm just going to move on. I'm not even going to get into it because I could sit here and go for three, four hours about Trent Williams and what went wrong and what should have been. And we're not going to do it. Not tonight. Uh, Seattle, uh, they signed Gerald Everett. Traded for uh, Gabe Jackson with the Raiders and signed Aquilo Witherspoon to a one year, four, $4 million contract. And if you notice, a lot of these contracts, nothing's really long term because the salary cap is going to go up next year. So a lot of guys are signing one year deals with the promises that they, it's pre- basically you come in, you show it, we'll give you the long term deal next year when the salary cap goes up and we got more money. So and that that's pretty much how it's going. It's just like the uncapped year. So uh that's your free agency tracker up to the minute here with the sideline junkies. Uh hopefully your team is doing very, very well in the free agent market. If not, put in a phone call because you can call headquarters and voice your opinion. Now the question is where they listen to it. But keeping it in the NFL. Now, this came out 12.39 Pacific time, so that's uh, we're on the East Coast. So that's 3.39 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the source of this article is TMZ. I'm not a TMZ fan. I really hate TMZ. Uh, really don't have much respect for them after what they did to the beloved mayor of D.C., the mayor for life, Marion Barry, in light of his death, called him crackhead mayor. And would not take the tagline down, so I was pretty much done with them there. But I have to go to them at this very moment because they have the news that I need. Deshaun Watson was accused by a massage therapist that he showed up at her house. He told her off break, I'm looking for a sexual encounter. Now, this is alleged, alleged, allegedly. You got to use allegedly. And that's a word that we like to use here, allegedly. Um, he allegedly showed up at her house for a massage session, told her he was looking for a sexual encounter. She pretty much said she don't get down like that. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Say he got naked. She told him he had to cover up with a towel. He brought his own towel. She said it was a small towel. He tried to cover himself. So she's massaging him and, you know, things. And he turns over and he's a wreck. He forced her hand to touch the head of his penis is what she said. And then pretty much after that, he couldn't get what he wanted, allegedly. And that was the end of it. That was it. So and he he apologized profusely through text, but she chose not to respond. Then another uh, that was 
I think Tuesday night when that came out, he released a statement that, you know, these allegations are, are false because, you know, that it would have never came out if I would have agreed to the six-figure settlement and I'm not agreeing to something that I didn't do. This is allegedly. Now, that was Tuesday night. Come Wednesday, another lady came forward and she says that Deshaun Watson uh, flew her out from Atlanta. She got flewed out from Atlanta. And same thing, pretty much. He wanted a sexual encounter. She wasn't down for it. And then uh, he kept trying to direct. He got naked on the table as she came. I think she was at his house. Got naked on the table. He lays down on the table. He kept directing her to rub his butt. And basically... What she said was he, he he kept directing her to his anus to massage the inside of his anus is what he was saying. So she was like, nah, we're not doing it. He kept moving, kept moving, trying to get her to do it. Then he turns over. He's fully erect and he tries to get her to touch his penis. And she's like, I can't, uh, I, I can't do this. And, you know, basically he issued a veiled threat that, I got a career, so do you. I don't want to lose my career, and I hope you don't want to lose yours. She didn't want to cause any trouble because she's a single mother. This is her income. This is her job. This could lead to more jobs. She didn't say anything. Now, we have seven more women that have came out and said the same thing that he has sexually assaulted them in some way, shape, or form. Now, I don't know the other seven women's story. Now, at first, I think I sent a text message to the rest of the junkies, and, you know, it was said that it was three. Then it was six. Now we're up to nine women have came forward and alleged sexual assault against Deshaun Watson. Now, the timing of it for me is kind of crazy. He put in his proverbial... uh two-week notice and he pretty much said i'm not coming back to houston i'm not playing here uh i want out i want to be traded and they pretty much thrown down the gauntlet basically said for lack of a better term fuck you you're not going anywhere and this new gm he doesn't want to uh be the guy that's known as trading away Deshaun Watson to help another team win a Super Bowl, what have you. So now all of a sudden, all these allegations are coming out. These are alleged acts of sexual assault from nine women are coming out. And it's it, it's crazy because of the timing that uh it's coming out. And I'm like, is it a smear campaign against Deshaun Watson? And I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And the Busby law firm has now been hired by nine women to bring cases against Deshaun Watson, noting the allegations are similar. So far, they filed three lawsuits, and I think all of them are six for six figures or more. Here's what I, I don't understand. 
Why are we filing lawsuits instead of uh, filing charges? Because if I'm not mistaken, the statute of limitations on a sexual assault is five years. But since I'm sitting here and we're talking about it, let's we got a, a, a Google machine. Let's Google it. You know, uh, statute of limitations of limitations for sexual assault in Texas. Because all of this happened in Texas. Now, the criminal statute of limitations in Texas for rape and other sexual assaults involving a victim who is 10 years of, excuse me, 18 years of age and older is 10 years from the date of the offense. The statute, the civil statute of limitations involving victims of sex crimes that are 18 and older is five years. So they got 10 years to file charges. Why is the first thing you filing is a lawsuit? If he's a menace to society where he is sexually assaulting women, he's a, 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 a serial assaulter. Why is he not in handcuffs? Why is he not being charged with nine counts of sexual assault you have victims now granted i'm not a law professor i'm not a uh lawyer i never took the bar I just watch a lot of law and order svu and that's pretty much about real as you can get so if that's the case you have the witnesses they're willing to step forward and give their testimony why is he not off the street? Why are you not filing charges and saying, hey, he sexually assaulted me and eight other women and all eight women, all nine women are here ready to file charges. You have a case, but you're going and filing lawsuits that are six figures or more. This is where I'm a little lost at. Because the first thing, if you, if I'm sexually assaulted by a woman, whether she's a athlete famous or what and it put me in a position that i'm uncomfortable it was wrong it was law she broke the law right i'm not gonna file a lawsuit to get bread off of her for what she did to me no i'm gonna file criminal charges so you don't do these things to somebody else this right here seems like a smear campaign Tied into a money grab. And I, I've, I've heard rumors. That the law firm that is. Uh, taking up these lawsuits. Is connected. If you go through a couple of layers of bullshit. I, I heard the, the, the I, this is alleged. I'm not saying this is fact. This is alleged. I've heard that. They are connected to the ownership of the Texans. If you go through some bullshit, it's like they, they got some sort of connection where it's their neighbors, friends, something. I don't know. But that's what I've heard alleged. And I'm trying to track that down and uh, get that. But as of this time right now, it is 733 on March 18th. I have not come across that anywhere credible. But, I, you know, you people talk. We, you know, we all talk. And we, we, we've been trying to track down uh, leads here. 
But this just does not seem right to me. The timing of it doesn't seem right. The way they're going about it does not seem right. And maybe I'm tripping. But if somebody commits a crime, why are we not filing criminal charges on the crime? Or am I just, am I, am, am I, please, you listening live, tell me if I'm crazy. If I'm crazy, tell me I'm crazy. Tell me, goddammit, KG, you are an absolute nut. You're wrong. I can admit if I'm wrong. I can understand it. But back it up. If you're going to tell me I'm wrong, back it up and tell me why I'm wrong. If you're listening to this on the replay, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Send me an email directed Deshaun Watson, KG, you're wrong in the subject title. So I know that's an important email I need to, uh, to, to, to respond to, but I don't understand how the first thing out of your, you, you know, the first thing you think of after he, you, you get it now, number one, it takes enough courage to come forward, to talk about this, let alone go to the police and file criminal charges. But you went straight to the lawyer's office to file a lawsuit you didn't go to the police precinct and say this happened this happened and this happened and they filed criminal charges then once the criminal charges are filed he's charged then you file the lawsuit no no you filed the lawsuit first and you're still within the statute of limitations i'm that's what baffles me that's what makes me look at this with the side eye and all these alleged assaults took place over a number of what weeks, months, like no timeline has come out. How long ago was this? When was this? None of that. None, none of that has, has, has come out. And it's crazy to me that the timing of all of this with Deshaun Watson, it all coincides with him wanting out of Houston and now the NFL is getting involved and saying that they're going to run an investigation on it. I'm just like, bruh. Don't get me wrong. Deshaun Watson, one of my favorite quarterbacks, loved him at Clemson. Uh, it's one of those things where him as a player, I can stand on my soapbox and pound my chest because I told Professor Lucky he was going to be an amazing quarterback in the NFL. Professor Lucky. As he's told me for the last 18 years, told me it ain't going to happen. He ain't going to make it. Nah, he ain't going to be that good because he, he, he can't throw from the pocket. I said, look, watch. I said, Deshaun Kaiser is not the man that you think he is. Deshaun Kaiser is not ready for the NFL. He need to stay a, a, at Notre Dame. He came out. He's been a journeyman. I don't even think Deshaun Kaiser is in the league. I think he's still a free agent. Deshaun Watson. Beast. So, so the Midnight Rider just checked in. So is that tr I've been trying to check track that down about the lawyer being the owner's boy and that law office connected to the owner. I've been trying to track that down because I heard that and I wanted to find concrete evidence that that's the truth. Because I was like, if you peel back 27 layers of bullshit, I th I, I, it probably will come out. But I, 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 I was just talking about that. I want to know if it was true. So allegedly. Alle yeah, that's all we can say. Allegedly, allegedly, but it does seem uh, crazy that this came up. Now, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson is above the law because he's a 
a, a, a NFL player. I'm not saying that he is the greatest thing since an egg white omelet. What I'm saying is these are some serious allegations that are coming out. These are allegations that could tarnish a young man's career to the point where he never plays again because of an allegation. Now, sometimes all you need is an allegation for everybody to believe it. And next thing you know, the endorsements are gone, the money's gone, and Deshaun Watson, this college-educated kid, can't get a job in the field that he has a major in. He can't play ball, nothing. You didn't took everything away from him off an allegation. And it, it, it reminds me of an allegation of a former NFL player, Myron Rowe, who was accused, allegedly, of sexual misconduct by a few women. And the thing is, after the story started falling apart, they just swept it under the rug. But I'm like, you could have ended this man's, uh, 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 you could have ended his career as a doctor with those allegations. He would have lost his residency, everything. But nobody thinks about that. Now, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson's innocent. I'm not saying he's guilty. All we can say is allegedly. But my thing is, how do you come and say, I'm going to I'm going to file a lawsuit. You're going to give me six figures for what you did to me, but we're not getting criminal charges. Like I said, this seems like a smear campaign rolled into a cash grab. That's what it seems like to me. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. I, I mean, I, this doesn't make sense. It takes enough courage for anybody that suffered any type of sexual assault. It takes enough courage to come forward to tell your story. You have a chance. Now, you talking about nine women. You have a chance to get a monster off the street, basically, who has sexually assaulted, allegedly, nine women over... A period of time. I don't even know the period of time. I've been looking for that, trying to find out how long ago it was. But, and they say all the stories are similar. You know, one lady says he forced my hand to touch the head of his penis. The other lady says, well, he tried to force me to massage his anus. I haven't heard the other seven stories. I'm waiting for those to come out. But this has turned into one of the hugest. CFs I've seen in a long time. Now, if it comes down that these allegations are true, he should be punished for it by to the fullest extent of the law. But on the flip side, if it comes down to these allegations were false, none of this ever happened, they were paid for their statements, and I'm just saying allegedly, I'm saying if they were paid for their statements then the parties involved that made the payments, the ones that made the allegations, should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. Because we all know uh, the story of Brian Banks. If you don't, top high school prospect, uh, had uh, colleges, uh, he had Notre Dame, USC, all the top colleges in the land. 
vying for his services. He was accused of rape senior year. Young lady said, yes, he did it. He denied it vigorously. He was sent to jail. It came out, what was what he served? Seven years? Ten years? I forget how many years he served. But it came out that she lied. So she got money in a civil trial from the state. Everything. Her and her mother had to pay that money back. That was the slap on their wrist that they got. But he lost time out of his life that he cannot get back off of an allegation that was not true. And all she got was a slap on the wrist because she had to pay $1.3 million back in restitution. Which pretty much she can pay a little bit at a time. But this man lost everything. Everything. Either way this, this goes. It has to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. No slap on the wrist. No none of that. Fullest extent of the law. So we're going to keep an eye on that. But right now, what we got our eye on is the NCAA men's tournament. If you have checked out Sideline Junkies on Instagram, you see in the office here, I have the NIT tournament, the NCAA Division I Women's Basketball Championship, and the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Championship brackets all hanging on the wall. Uh. We got the first four in already playing. Texas Southern is moving on, and they will play. Where is Texas Southern? Uh, Texas Southern will play Michigan. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sacrificial land, baby. So they beat uh, St. Mary 60-52. to 52. Who did I have in that game? Where's my, where's my bracket at? Um, Damn, I, lost, I, I already lost the game. So uh, no perfect bracket this year, y'all. Uh, right now we got... Wichita State and Drake playing, not the rapper Drake, the college Drake. Um, 26-23 right now in the second half, 17 minutes and some change to go. After that, you got Appalachian State and Norfolk State uh, coming up at 840. And then at 9.57, you got UCLA and Michigan State tipping off. So we we, we got some, some basketball going. Um, I hope everybody has done their brackets. And hopefully you done jumped in there and see if you can win this million dollars. But if you ain't watched college basketball, I think the people that don't watch college basketball and they just kind of choose on the fly, those are the ones that have the best uh, chances at winning when it, when it comes to brackets because there's no loyalty, it's no no nothing. They're just picking teams based on, you know, what they're feeling. So I'm I'm just – I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, this is a great time of year. I tweeted it out earlier that it's so good this time of year because you think about it. We got the first four in on March 18th. The first round is on the on both all four brackets of the uh, NCAA tournament. You know, North, South, East, West, all that. 19th to 20th. The second round, 21st and 22nd. Third round which is Sweet 16, the 27th, 28th, Elite 8, 29th, 30th. Final four on the a, on a third and then on the fifth, we got the championship game. Then on top of that, we already had the NIT to start. First round was the 17th through the 20th. 
Then we on the 25th and the 27th, we got the semifinals and the quarterfinals. Then on the 28th, we got the championship and the third place game. The women start up their championship games on the fourth. We got basketball galore. It's no reason why we should not be watching college basketball for the next week and a half, two weeks, and just on the swivel. But that first week, that first week of the NCAA tournament, that first weekend is like that that's a grown man's Christmas. Because you get everything. You getting the women's game. You getting the, you getting all the men's college on NIT. And if you luck up and you got satellite or you got a good cable package, you can get the women's NIT too. So you can get everything. And then if you're like I was a few years ago, uh you are working at night, you get to watch all the games during the day. So you're not going to sleep. And I used to plan my vacation around the NCAA tournament. So when the tournament started, like the tournament started today, I went on vacation. My last day working was yesterday. And I didn't come back to work for nine days. Or I come back to work when the days there wasn't no game. And then I go out again. And I'm just, I'm gone. You know, until championship. But them days are over. I, you know, we in a pandemic. We got work to do. So. Uh, but it's still a great time. And also I get to hear Clark Kellogg. I absolutely love Clark Kellogg. I love his commentary. I love his insight on the game. Everything. That's my main man, Clark Kellogg. Uh, you talk about guys in, in that that are in uh, the studio. He's one of the ones that can break down a game and make you feel like you're an expert when he's breaking it down. And then also, I love him on NBA 2K. Hearing him on NBA 2K and, and just everything about it always made me bang with him even more so shout out to my man clark kellogg keep doing what you're doing making me feel like i am a absolutely positively expert on the college game so now i think i told this story once before i had to call my mom and this is one of my uh ncaa championship stories um i called my mom day before yesterday i was at work and I had thought about it. I said, man, it's March. And, you know, being younger, uh, those of us that are old enough to remember the Fab Five, the Fab Five influenced a lot. Just like, I mean, I'm not going to say as much as Georgetown, but Fab Five influenced a lot, especially in my household. We used to wear, you know, everybody else was wearing long white socks. We wore long black socks, black shoes. You know, I started shaving the head because of Weber and, and Jalen Rose and those guys. I, you know, I rocked the ball head. I was 11 years old and 93. Huge Fab Five fan. You know, I, I thought that they were absolutely great. I loved their swagger, everything. And, and I tell this story because I told my mom, I said, everybody asked me, why do I mess with people so much? Why am I such a big troll on certain things? I said, because I get it from my mother. Now, my mother is a diehard Merlin fan. You know, my mom's taught me about Lynn Bias. She taught me how great Lynn Bias was. She never focused on his death. She always focused on how great of a player he was. And she loved Merlin. She still loves Merlin. But she said, long as Merlin's not playing North Carolina, She'll root for North Carolina. 
So this particular year, what's in the finals? Fab Five versus North Carolina. I'm like, Fab Five going to take these boys out. This is their year. This is, this is the time. This is the culmination of everything they worked hard for. We all know uh, Chris Webber drags the foot. Then he goes down. <laughs> Your mom's a great woman minus the Merlin part. <laughs> oh, man. She loved her home state, man. But, okay, we know Chris Webber drags the foot. He races up court, gets caught in a trap, calls timeout. Michigan had no timeouts. Technical foul. Next thing you know, Michigan's down by four after the free throws. Michigan loses the game. When that buzzer went off, I laid in the living room floor, and I was living, for those of you that are from the DMV, you know where Mattapone is. I was living in Mattapone. I was living on Townsend Way. I laid in the middle of the floor. I was the only one up, and I cried like a newborn baby. I mean, when I say cry, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking tears, and they would not stop. Chris Webber was on the floor crying. I was on the floor crying. Tears would not stop. And I, mind you, I cried about this for maybe a good 20 minutes that night. But every time it was brought up, I would get teary-eyed and like, I don't want to talk about it. And this, it took me 15 years to actually talk about it. So I didn't talk about it until 2008. Make nope, take that back. It was longer than that. It was almost 20 years before I really talked about it and got my feelings out. But my mother heard me, you know, I got black mom. She says, Hey, you crying? <laughs> yeah. Go to bed. <laughs> so I went in the room and I cried. I cried all night. I mean, when I say I cried all night, I woke up, my eyes were puffy. They were red. My grandmother asked me what happened. I sat at my grandmother's feet and I hugged her legs and I told her what happened. I said, we didn't have any timeouts. And he called timeout. Now I'm just boo-hoo crying all over again. And she just rubbed my head. She's like, you know, you can't win them all. I said, I don't want to win them all. I just wanted to win that one. That's the only one I wanted to win. I'm like, I'm done. So I think it was the following weekend. My mother goes to North Carolina. She leaves on Friday. Uh, so I'm still moping around the house. I'm on spring break. It was an early spring break that year. I'm moping around the house, hurting. My mom's comes back early. She came back. It was still daylight outside. And she hits me with this one right here. She said, I got something for you. I'm like, yeah. Now, she always bring cool-ass shit back from uh, North Carolina, whether it, it was barbecue, uh, North Carolina barbecue, uh, North Carolina T-shirts, all that. But she brought me back a North Carolina championship T-shirt. My face was tight. When I say tight, my face was tight. My mom bought me, at the time, a Michigan Fab Five Wolverines fan. A North Carolina championship t-shirt. I've never been an ungrateful child. And I told my mother this the other day. I said, that was the one time you bought me something and I didn't want it. My grandmother looked at me. She said, say thank you. I was like, and my grandmother looked at you. My grandmother was all about 4'9", 4'10". Powerful woman. You, you, you know, she didn't ask you to do something twice. 
And she gave me that look, and I was like, thank you. And I went and I stuffed it in the drawer. I was like, I'm determined not to wear that shirt. That's blasphemous for me to wear that shirt. I'm going off. My mother has to be the biggest troll that I've ever met because she trolled me something terrible with that. And the, the thing is, I can say to her right now, you was wrong for that. And I bring up a lot of stuff that me and my mother did, you know, we talked about Halloween and trash bag full of candy. I told her every Halloween you owe me a trash bag of candy because she can never tell me what happened to my damn candy. But that's another story for another time. But she trolled me with that T-shirt. And I think about it now. And I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm laughing now. But I was crying when she gave me that shirt. I was crying. I went in the room and I started boohoo crying again. Because I didn't know how to internalize and, and take that loss that Michigan went through. I'm 11 years old. I'm the baby of the family. You know, it's it's me and my cousin, Dwayne. We the two youngest grandsons. So every every other cousin is older than us. We're the babies of the family. We got a, a, a another girl cousin that's younger than us, but we're the two youngest grandsons. So everybody's older, you know? My sister like, you know, hey, don't worry about it. I'm like, I ain't got no choice but to worry about it. Chris Webber's going to leave. Everybody's going to leave school now. They're not going to be together anymore. I mean, man, you you tell me. If you'd have told me then that I'd be able to talk about it in time and be able to laugh at that, I'd have told you you was crazy. But that is one of the times that the NCAA tournament actually hurt. Uh, but I think about it, it was a learning experience. It was great for me as a human being because I, I, I held on to it for so long. And then when all the stuff came out about, uh, Ed Martin and being a booster and giving Chris Webber money and this, that, and the other, and they took the banners down. So they, you know, what was the show? Uh, five reasons. And they was like five reasons. It never happened. And I was like, it never happened because it, it's a race from the history book. So it never, that championship game never happened. So that's my NCAA uh, March Madness story. One of many, but I, you know, during the course of this tournament, I think I'll share a few of them just to put it out there. But yeah, moms was, I tell her now, and I think I'm gonna call her as soon as I get off air, but like, man, you know, you was wrong for that. You know, you was wrong. And all she gonna do is laugh me out, but she knows she was wrong. But uh, before we get out of here, coming close to that time, um, Alex Ovechkin, milestone after milestone, uh, Washington Caps. I think they didn't won six in a row. Uh, everybody's asking the question. Uh, I got the tape. It happened. Donald Williams is turning. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can have the tape, but. In actuality, Midnight Rider, it never happened. That banner's gone. All that stuff that happened from that 93 season while Chris Webber was there never happened. And that's what I, that's what makes me sleep at night, knowing it never happened. Uh, but Ovi is killing milestones after milestone. Um, He has been talked about passing... Uh, Gretzky and everybody said well he's not as good as Gretzky but one thing about him is that he is staying healthy Gretzky didn't stay healthy after after uh 30 
But uh, Ovi? <laughs> Ovi is by far one of the best uh, hockey players I've ever seen. Uh, he set February 22nd, 2020, 34 years old. What was that? 700 gold. 700 gold. And he's only 34. And they're talking about him uh, leaving the game in a, in a few years. I can't see it. I mean, he don't really have much to prove. He got his Stanley Cup, which is one thing that was missing off his, re- his, his resume. He's got it. But I don't see him having too much to prove. But I think he will catch up with uh, Gretzky. He'll pass Gretzky. And I think if Ovi can keep it going, I, I say seven years, just consistent seven years, not Yamir Yaga seven, because Yamir Yaga still playing. I think Yamir Yaga damn near 60. He think he Gordy Howe. But uh, if he can keep it consistent and just stay healthy, stay in a caps uniform and just ride this wave, I think he'll be just fine. He'll be fine. And he will not, I don't think he's going to tarnish his legacy in any way. But congratulations to Ovi. Congratulations to the Caps. Um, of course, let me get the Caps record. Uh, NHL standings, please. Uh, what we got? Where, where my Caps at? Where my Caps at? Come on now. Of course. Oh boy. Of course. It always when I want something, it, it, it uh changes. Yep, forty-two points. You right, Midnight Rider. Rider. 19 wins, six losses, four overtime loss, 42 points. They lead in the East Division. Well, they tied with the Islanders for the East Division lead. But I think it's going to be a strong year, baby. Strong year. Strong year. Maybe. And they have won six in a row. Maybe, just maybe. I can get uh Polo. <laughs> My brother-in-law checking in there. Maybe, just maybe, if we can do it. And I, I, I say this because I need a lot of things to line up. I need the Merlins women to not only win the Big Ten, which they already did. I need them to win a, a national championship. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to – I doubt if I get a Wizards championship. I, I doubt if I get that because the East is starting to shape up to be something else. But the Nats come through with another World Series run. Uh the Capitals win another Stanley Cup. So you got World Series, Stanley Cup, National Championship. Washington football team revamp. They come through. They go on. I'm not saying the S word because I don't say that at all during free agency. But they go on a run and they make it deep. And, you know, they just get on the cusp. We don't need to go right now. Just get on the cusp and keep building. Do it two years in a row. BJ is going to let me call. Washington, D.C., the DMV, Title Town, USA, because we're going to have it all here. That's what I'm looking for. I want to call this Title Town, USA. That's what I want. I need the Mystics to win another one. Like, give me my Title Town, USA. Like, I'm having shirts printed up that says Title Town, USA, with a, a monument and a capital in the back. And then at the bottom, it's going to have mumbo sauce and half smokes dc will be title town usa i need that to line up 
because I need it to happen. I need this. I need it in my life. That's all I'm saying. So, hey, my brother-in-law already said I got his money. So, hey, we get T-shirts made. Title Town USA. For every T-shirt you buy, you get five wings and mumbo sauce. That's it. Five wings and mumbo sauce. And if that's not your thing, you get a hash smoke with chili and cheese. There it is. And you get a free Chuck Brown tape from PA Palace. Let's go. Let's go. So, I done ran close to my time. The boss BJ found out about this. I am in trouble. So, before I get myself fined once again, which I am lucky to be able to do is to get fined by my big brother. I need to get up out of here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, please go check out the tournament that's on now. First four in is on. Check that out. Uh, let me jump in here. Let's see. Where we at? What's the score of this game here? Uh, it is 34-25, Wichita State over Drake. Right now, 11.56 left in the second. We still got two more games to go. So this is about to start a beautiful weekend of college basketball. Don't forget to watch my Hoyas because they're talking about Hoya Paranoia is back. We're we not happy to be here. We're not happy to just be in a tournament. We come here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and we all out of bubble gum. So let's go. So until the next time, everybody enjoy your night. I'm the big guy, KG. Don't do no overtime. I am out of here.